Welcome to the Mind Management Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Bullock. Our brains are on autopilot, sorting information and just giving it all meaning. Here I'm going to teach you how to take your brain off autopilot, take control, and manage your thinking so you can live authentically as you and love authentically. I want you to create a life that you are proud to live. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi guys, welcome back. Okay, if you listen carefully, you might hear our smoke detector chirping in the background. It started around 2 a.m. Just started to chirp. Don't have a replacement battery. Didn't want to go out and get the ladder because they're vaulted ceilings and it's at the very top of the vaulted ceilings, which is understandably where a smoke detector is supposed to be, where the smoke would start to gather, right? But man, I'm tired. (laughs) Did not want to go fix it. So I turned on the vent to try to block out the chirping sound. And then we just had the vent and the chirping sound. So anyway, (laughs) that's fun. If my voice sounds a little groggy, that's why. Love those things. That's one of those things that's We know that it's for our good, but oh my gosh, I swear that smoke detector goes out more than any other smoke detector in my house. So anywho, today I want to talk about a little tool that I keep handy when my brain likes to spiral in what ifs. Sometimes we answer or we come up with a question in our brain like, what if this? What if that? And that's where we leave it. We don't spend lots of time answering the what ifs. And if we do, our brain just comes up, well, then we're going to die or that would be terrible and that would be bad. That's about as deep as it goes, as much understanding as we like to look for. That's the brain just getting what it wants, though. If it can keep you in fear, if it can keep you in hesitation, then you're not doing anything. You're not acting toward the thing that you're thinking about doing, which it thinks is probably dangerous because maybe you've never done it before, or maybe you're worried about rejection. So it answers the question, it would be terrible. That'd be really bad. And then it's like, okay, that was good enough. Now she's not going to do it. She's going to just sit there and feel fear or discontentment instead. Okay, so I want you to think about some of the what ifs. A what if that I work with a lot of my clients on is, okay, Anna, what if I start showing up as the most authentic me and I start speaking my mind a little bit more with my spouse and telling them how I really feel, telling them what's going on for me and they decide they don't want me or maybe they don't want this marriage or they don't like me and then they leave. What if they don't like this new version of me? To which I would say, okay, what if? What do you think would happen? If they decided that they didn't want to be married to you anymore, you are over here finally starting to speak what's real for you, finally starting to be the real version of you, and what if they decide they don't like you and they leave? What if? What would happen? The brain's like, that would be terrible. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you'd have to figure out different living arrangements and go through all the logistics of separating your stuff and yada yada that happens there. But what is the real thing that you're avoiding? You don't want to feel heartbreak. 
You don't want to feel like something in your life didn't go as planned. You don't want to feel maybe a little foolish or embarrassed or whatever emotion it could bring up. But the reality is, is that worst case scenario, if we take it to the worst case scenario, and I let your mind go there, the worst thing that can happen to you is a feeling, a feeling of heartbreak, a feeling of rejection, a feeling of shame, all these feelings that we're trying to run from so often. The worst thing that your brain is afraid of is a feeling. It's trying to avoid a feeling. So think of that one what if. Maybe there's one. Maybe there's 50. I want you to get really good at answering your brain back when it starts the what if. And it's just like, that'd be bad. That'd be terrible. Then we'd die. Because that's fast and that's habit. And that's what the brain is going to offer you is the worst outcome possible. Find your worst case scenario. Go to your worst case scenario and play it out and get into it. Like what would happen? Imagine yourself there. What would be the worst thing that would happen? Maybe you would feel a little bit of heartbreak. And I know that there will be tons of different what ifs, but I'm going to go back into the example of you start living authentically you, sharing more with your spouse, not hiding as much from your spouse, and just being completely raw and real, and they decide they don't like it. The alternative is you hiding of you never really allowing yourself to be fully yourself. Imagine going through your life, and it's fine, you can do that. You can go through your life and not be completely real or authentic with your spouse, and I don't even think that that's a necessarily bad thing, but is it what you want? Will that bring the deep connection with your spouse and the confidence in yourself that you're looking for? You can live your whole life that way, and there would be nothing wrong with it if that's what you chose. It's just what you want to do. But the option of stepping into all of you and loving all of you and being you in every given circumstance, that's an option for you, but it might require a little bit of risk. You can't control others. So if he does decide, even if, right, in worst case scenario, if he does decide that that's not who he wants, would you regret it? Would you like your reasons for being you? I don't know. Something something to think about. Here's the other funny thing about what ifs and when the brain starts spiraling like that, we don't choose to stop it or to question it further for the outcome that it thinks is certain, right? The funny thing is, is we're already feeling the fear. We're already feeling some kind of discomfort. So we're just kind of making an exchange. The discomfort uh, that we could go through to be authentic self in the example given before, or the discomfort of not acting on that and kind of bottling up some of the things that we actually would love to share. So we're just kind of exchanging discomfort and one's going to get you one result and the other is going to get you another result. 
in the one hand, you are creating your discomfort, right? Because you're stepping into it. You're allowing for possible rejection. You're choosing it. And the other one, you are choosing it. You're choosing to bottle it up and keep it hidden. But then there's a lot of pressure riding on others' actions and others' acceptance because we chose to bottle up those parts of ourselves for others' acceptance. And what happens if they don't give the acceptance to us anyway? Then we feel resentment, like, I didn't do these things because I wanted your acceptance, and here you are not giving me the acceptance, so I can't be my true, authentic self. I was doing that for you, right? We start to feel resentment. We start to get mad at them, even though all of this was our choice, all of it. Every single time we chose to bottle it in, to not show them part of us, or maybe to hold back our opinions that we really do care about, that we think are important, but we are afraid to share it because we are afraid somebody wouldn't like it. We want to hand that responsibility over to somebody else, but every single time it has been our own choice. So going back to the worst case scenario, let's say you find your worst case scenario and the worst thing that you identify, the feeling, right? The worst feeling that could happen to you is I would feel a little bit of heartbreak or maybe a lot of heartbreak, but either case, I would feel heartbreak. Now I want you to imagine feeling that feeling in your body. This is the part where we have to practice the skill of actually feeling the emotion. And we've talked about that in podcasts before. But I want you to think about what does it feel like to feel heartbreak? Maybe it's a little bit tight in the chest, but also feels like a gaping hole. It feels like melting, almost something melting down your spine or crumbling down. You feel hollow. Maybe there's just chaotic movement. Your shoulders are tight. Your head is pressurized and your neck feels constricted, okay? Whatever it feels like to be in your body, to be experiencing heartbreak, that is what the body is so afraid of. Those sensations right there, that spinning out of control in your stomach, right? Or the squeezing in your shoulders, That is why it is so important to practice this skill of allowing emotions. It's not comfortable. It's not fun. It feels pretty uncomfortable and terrible sometimes. But the better we get at it, the better we get at allowing it and nurturing ourselves through it. This is the giant work that I have been doing lately is like becoming that nurturer the one that cradles us when we hit rock bottom. That is such good work to do for yourself. Allowing emotion and nurturing yourself through it. The better that we get at that, the better that we get at allowing emotions, the fear of the what ifs and the fear that's kind of crippling us and keeping us from doing the things that we actually want to. Maybe it's not in your relationship. Maybe it's not the example that I gave. But maybe it's going out and starting a business or jumping on social media and starting to be more active on social media and sharing more about you. There's a fear like, what if people judge me? What if people misunderstand me? 
What if they don't think I know what I'm talking about? Whatever the what ifs that are coming up, answer your brain back. Worst case scenario, take it there. What if they don't understand you? What if people come at you with really mean trolling comments? What will you do then? What would you possibly feel? What is the worst emotion that your brain, and I think it's different for everyone. I think some emotions like rejection and heartbreak feel pretty terrible, but maybe fear feels worse to somebody else. So what emotion is your brain afraid of feeling? Identify that and then take some space and just imagine what it would feel like to be in that emotion. What would you do to nurture yourself? What would you say to yourself? How does it feel? How does it physically feel in your body? This is like that same analogy that I think I've used before of the boogeyman under the bed. Okay, or the scary thing in the closet. I like to think Monsters, Inc., but that kind of ruins it because it was an actual monster. But the little sweater sleeve outside of the closet, right? Where the little girl's scared because she swears she sees a monster. I mean, in the movie she did, so bad analogy. But you get what I'm saying. In real life, like, our brain comes up with all of these terrible scenarios that it could be. And then you turn on the light and, oh, it's just a sweater, So the same goes for your brain. Turn on the lights and see what's really going on in there. You can get out that worst case scenario. Okay, worst case scenario, I feel blank emotion. What would blank emotion feel like? How can I nurture myself while I'm there? If the worst thing that is going to happen to me is a negative emotion, that's kind of funny because life is 50-50. So whatever option I'm choosing right now, there's just as much negative emotion available to me. Interesting. We're not doing something because of a negative emotion, but we are going to experience that negative emotion anyway. Maybe not that specific one, but equally some negative emotion in the other option. So go ahead and choose the option that gets you the result that you want. When COVID started happening last year, this time last year, holy cow. Um, I remember being on conversations, like phone calls with friends and with family. And some people were really worried about it. And other people were pretty worried about it. And what if this happens? And they're saying this and that we need to go stock up on food and we need to go do this and that and this and that. And I remember feeling it. I remember getting into it and being like, should, should I? go get toilet paper? What should I do? And I remember seeing, I think it's Ashley Rose Reeves. She's on Instagram. She talks about body love and body image and she's awesome. But I remember seeing a post from her and this is not new information, but it came at the right time where she said, there's what if, and then there's even if. What if sends your brain into a spiral and even if is faith-based it's we're gonna be okay even if the worst happens and that's really what this worst case scenario thinking is take your brain to the worst case scenario it wants to know it doesn't think it wants to know it wants to leave it at it's gonna be terrible it's gonna be bad let's not do that but if you take it through worst case scenario 
you're going to find the worst thing that can happen to you is a negative emotion. And you're going to feel that negative emotion in any circumstance. So even if you don't do the thing, the negative emotion that's getting you the result that you have right now. So why not take that out of the equation for making our decisions? Why don't we start looking at results for our decisions? Is this negative emotion worth it to go through, to step into, to get this result? And while I'm in the negative emotion, how can I nurture myself? How can I love myself in it and allow it? Because when we start allowing it, we stop fearing it. We stop resisting it. We know what to do when we hit rock bottom. We know how to love and care for ourselves. So I hope you take this tool. I hope you try it in your life, especially with the things that are the most, every single time you think about it, your brain starts to give you the cold sweats and it starts to shut down. Like, nope, that's something I do not want to think about. Go ahead and take it there. Go ahead and come up with a plan. Give it kind of a view of what's going to happen so it can relax a little bit. And then choose accordingly. Choose the thing that gets you the result that you actually want. Okay, my friends. I love you so much. (laughs) Um, If you want help with this, if there's some things you're like, I don't know how to do that, Anna. Anything on here, processing emotion, identifying the thoughts, questioning thoughts rather than just believing the thoughts. If you want help, come and schedule a consult with me. This is what we do in coaching. We take all of this. We work one by one so I can help you be you. I can help you feel more connection in your relationships and feel a deeper satisfaction with your life. I'm not going to tell you that coaching is going to take away all of your negative emotion because it won't, but we will help you choose the negative emotion that creates the result that you want. And I help you nurture yourself in that negative emotion. So we're no longer fearing it as much. We allow it. It's kind of terrible, but we're better at it. It's a skill that we've developed. So there is a link in my bio in Instagram. You can go there and fill out a form that sets you up with an appointment with me. So till next time, my friends. Bye.